Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. We were at such a desperate place that Andrew, it was like life. It was just life that was coming from the television. And every area in our life has been turned right side up. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today is my fourth and final week of teaching on spirit, soul, and body. And this is the truth, the revelation that God used to just totally change my life. We've got a lot of product on this. I've got an illustrated version of this kind of a little cartoon thing. We've got an audio book that my wife read my book on this. We've got study guides, CDs, DVDs, a lot of product. And this coming Friday is going to be my last day to offer this over our television program. So I encourage you to please take advantage of this. This has just unlocked the Word of God, my understanding of the Lord. Everything has come through this. It says in John chapter 4, verse 24, that God is a spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Another way of saying that is that you have to approach God through your spirit. And the sad fact is very few Christians understand who they are in the Spirit. They don't understand what's taken place in their spirit, and so they approach God in the flesh, and you just aren't going to do that. Yesterday, I started dealing with this term flesh and talking about the flesh versus the Spirit. And this is something that is really misunderstood. It's hard for me to get this into just a 30-minute broadcast because it takes a while to explain things. Most people today, the term flesh is not something that we use uh, in the way that the Bible uses it. Now, the Bible talks about flesh like flesh of man, like skin. It talks about in 1 Corinthians that there is the flesh of birds, the flesh of, of, of animals, and the flesh of men. That's talking about skin there their hide, things like this. But the way that the term flesh is used predominantly is to describe the carnal part of you. And the word carnal is a word that is not being used properly the way that the Bible uses it. We use the word carnal. If you say somebody is carnal, it's nearly always an insult. You're saying that they're somehow or another sinful or, or ungodly. Well, it's true that all ungodliness and all sin is carnal, but not all carnality is sin. The word carnal just literally means that you are dominated and controlled by the natural. You are physical only. And the truth is that we aren't physically only. We have a spirit part. If you've been born again, there is a part of you that is created in the image of God, and the key to the Christian life is learning how to walk in the spirit so that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let me just read some of these verses to you. Over here in Galatians chapter 5, Paul said in verse 13, For brethren, we have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
Again, the the word spirit here is talking about when you are born again, it's your spirit that got changed. And if you learn how to live out of your identity in Christ, who you are in Christ, you use your spiritual emotions, your spiritual mind instead of your carnal emotions, your carnal mind. If you can learn how to do that, man, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This is just powerful. He goes on to say in the next verse, for the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. So here's something else that you can use to help define what the flesh is. It says that the flesh lust against the spirit. Did you know, again, the word lust, these are all old English terms and sometimes people don't relate to them. But the word lust, we use it nearly exclusively to refer to some kind of an illicit sexual desire. But the word lust, if you look it up in the dictionary, it just means a strong or overpowering, overwhelming desire. And the flesh, lust, our desires, our fights against the spirit, and the spirit right here, this is a capital S, this is talking about the Holy Spirit, lust, AGAINST THE FLESH. THERE IS ENMITY. THERE IS DIVISION BETWEEN THEM TWO. GO BACK OVER TO ROMANS CHAPTER 8. IT SAYS IN VERSE 5, FOR THEY THAT ARE AFTER THE FLESH DO MIND THE THINGS OF THE FLESH, BUT THEY THAT ARE AFTER THE SPIRIT THE THINGS OF THE SPIRIT. I BELIEVE THAT SOMETHING, A WORD THAT YOU COULD SUBSTITUTE THAT WOULD HELP YOU TO UNDERSTAND THIS, YOU COULD SAY, THEY THAT ARE AFTER THE NATURAL, DO MIND ONLY NATURAL THINGS, BUT THEY THAT ARE AFTER THE SPIRIT DO MIND THE THINGS OF THE SPIRIT. A PERSON WHO IS AFTER THE FLESH, AS THESE VERSES ARE DESCRIBING, IS A PERSON THAT IS JUST CONTROLLED AND DOMINATED BY WHAT THEY CAN SEE, TASTE, HEAR, SMELL, AND FEEL. NOW, I'M NOT SAYING THAT WE SHOULD TURN OFF OUR EMOTIONS AND TURN OFF OUR FIVE SENSES. YOU KNOW, IF YOU ARE GOING TO DRIVE ME TO THE AIRPORT, I WANT YOU TO HAVE in the, BE IN THE FLESH TO A DEGREE. I DON'T WANT YOU TO CLOSE YOUR EYES AND JUST BE LED BY THE SPIRIT WHERE TO TURN AND HOW FAST TO GO AND WHEN TO STOP AND GO. NO, YOU NEED TO HAVE SOME CARNAL, NATURAL KNOWLEDGE. GOD GAVE US OUR FIVE SENSES, WHAT WE SEE, TASTE, TEAR, SMELL, AND FEEL, AND WE USE THEM. WE ARE LIVING IN A NATURAL WORLD AND WE HAVE TO HAVE SOME OF THESE THINGS, BUT YOU CANNOT BE LIMITED TO AND DOMINATED BY THE FLESH, BY JUST THE NATURAL REALM. YOU KNOW, THERE ARE TIMES THAT THE LORD HAS SPOKEN THINGS TO ME THROUGH THE SPIRIT, AND IF I HADN'T HAVE LEARNED HOW TO GO BEYOND JUST MY NATURAL THINKING, I COULD HAVE BEEN KILLED. I REMEMBER ONE TIME I HAD BUILT A DAM ON MY PROPERTY, and the, AND THE DAM WAS ABOUT EIGHT FEET TALL, AND I DON'T KNOW HOW MANY ACRE FEET OF WATER BEHIND IT. IT WAS PROBABLY, I'M JUST GUESSING RIGHT NOW, BUT IT WAS PROBABLY 50 OR 60 FEET IN DIAMETER, THIS POND THAT I HAD BUILT, AND IT WAS ABOUT EIGHT FEET DEEP. AND I WAS DOWN THERE WORKING ON THE DRAIN. AND I JUST FELT LIKE THE SPIRIT OF THE LORD SPOKE TO ME AND SAID, MOVE NOW. THERE WAS NOTHING IN THE NATURAL THAT WAS TELLING ME THIS. IT WASN'T THE FLESH. IT WASN'T MY FIVE SENSES THAT WAS TELLING ME THIS. IT WAS SOMETHING THAT GOD SPOKE TO ME. AND SO I JUST WALKED UP RIGHT ON THE SIDE, AND I MEAN WITHIN 30 SECONDS, THIS DAM JUST BROKE. BOOM! 
all of that. And I mean, this huge amount of water came out. It knocked trees down. It went over a mile down my road. I live way out in the country and I had to take my equipment and go down the road repairing people's driveway because of this wall of water that went down. If I would have been there just 30 seconds longer, that probably would have killed me. There's a number of times that God has spoken things to me by the Spirit. And I don't deny the flesh. I don't deny that I have a physical realm. And I don't just close my eyes and refuse to go by what I see or what I feel or what I think. But I am not dominated and controlled and limited by them. I pray that you're getting what I'm saying here. It, this isn't to, you know, to get into some kind of a thing where you just, like, for instance, if you have cancer, being, at, you know, in the flesh isn't, or let me say it this way, walking in the Spirit concerning trying to be healed of cancer isn't sitting there and saying, I don't have any pain, and I don't have a tumor, and there is no cancer in my body. That's not being in the Spirit. You acknowledge that, yes, I have pain. Yes, I can see a lump, but... I am not limited to that. There is a part of me that is wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. I have the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead living in me. And I don't deny that the flesh exists, but I do deny that that's all there is. There is an entire spiritual realm out there and inside of me. I am not only flesh. I'm not only physical. I have the Spirit of God living on the inside of me. And because of that, I can supersede the flesh. I don't deny that it exists, but I deny that it is going to dominate me. And I've had pain in my body. I've had sickness. I've had some uh, things that the doctor's report proved I had a disease. I prayed, believed God, went back, and two days later, the same doctor confirmed that I had no disease in me. And that's because I wasn't limited to just the natural. And see, the sad thing is, most Christians are dominated and controlled only by the flesh, only by what they can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel because they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know what they have. They don't know what the potential is. They don't know how to release it. And so they are controlled by the flesh. They are walking after the flesh. And right here in Romans chapter 8, here's how you can tell if you're walking after the flesh or after the Spirit. It says... In verse 5, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Where is your mind? What are you focused upon? What is it that you are thinking about? If the doctor told you you're going to die and you're thinking about death and if you're thinking about the pain and if you're researching and just seeing how other people have dealt with this and stuff, well, then you're after the flesh. If you were after the Spirit, instead you would go and find out what does the Word say? What potential do I have? What is my capability in the Spirit? You know, there's a woman, Connie uh, Weiskopf, that was healed of cancer. And uh, anyway, we have a video out on her. You can go to my website and look up healed of cancer and Connie Weiskopf, and it'll give her testimony. But when she was diagnosed with cancer, all of her friends told her that you need to go research this. You need to find out everything you possibly can about cancer and what's going on and how you can deal with it. And Connie had the wisdom to say, nope, that's the opposite of what I'm going to do. I'm not going to find out about cancer because whatever you focus your attention upon dominates you. She says, I'm going to find out about healing. 
AND THAT'S WHEN SHE CAME ACROSS MY TEACHING AND SHE BEGAN TO START LISTENING TO SOME OF THE TEACHING AND SHE FOCUSED ON HEALING INSTEAD OF CANCER AND AS A RESULT, SHE WAS COMPLETELY HEALED OF IT. BUT SEE, MOST PEOPLE, IT SAYS RIGHT HERE, THEY THAT ARE AFTER THE FLESH DO MIND THE THINGS OF THE FLESH. MOST CHRISTIANS ARE COMPLETELY CONTROLLED AND DOMINATED BY WHAT THEY CAN SEE, TASTE, HEAR, SMELL, AND FEEL. AND WHAT'S THE RESULTS OF THAT? THE NEXT VERSE SAYS, FOR TO BE CARNALLY MINDED, AND THIS IS BASICALLY SAYING THE SAME THING ABOUT MINDING THE FLESH. IN OTHER WORDS, THE WORD CARNAL AGAIN, I DEFINED THIS ON THE PROGRAM YESTERDAY, BUT THE WORD CARNAL ISN'T LIMITED TO JUST SIN AND UNGODLINESS. IT JUST MEANS THAT YOU ARE CONTROLLED BY YOUR FIVE SENSES. YOU ARE NATURAL ONLY. YOU AREN'T TAKING INTO ACCOUNT THE SPIRITUAL REALM. AND YOU'RE ONLY LOOKING AT THINGS IN THE NATURAL. TO BE CARNALLY MINDED IS DEATH, BUT TO BE SPIRITUALLY MINDED IS LIFE AND PEACE. DID YOU KNOW THIS IS A SPIRITUAL EQUATION? CARNAL MINDEDNESS EQUALS DEATH. BUT SPIRITUAL MINDEDNESS, WHICH JOHN 6.63 SAYS, THE WORDS THAT I SPEAK UNTO YOU, THEY ARE SPIRIT AND THEY ARE LIFE. SPIRITUAL MINDEDNESS EQUALS LIFE AND PEACE. AND THAT'S JUST AN ABSOLUTE PROMISE FROM GOD'S WORD. IF YOU ARE EXPERIENCING DEATH, AND DEATH HERE DOESN'T NECESSARILY MEAN ONLY PHYSICAL DEATH. DID YOU KNOW DEPRESSION IS A RESULT OF SIN? THE BIBLE SAYS, ROMANS 6.23, THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH. SO ANYTHING THAT IS A WAGE OF SIN, A PAYMENT OF SIN, IS DEATH. DEPRESSION, POVERTY, uh, FAILURE, FEAR, WORRY, ON AND ON AND ON. ALL OF THOSE THINGS ARE A MANIFESTATION OF DEATH THAT ULTIMATELY ca uh, CULMINATE IN YOUR PHYSICAL DEATH, BUT THERE ARE STAGES, THEY ARE A FORM OF DEATH. AND SO TO BE CARNALLY MINDED IS DEATH. IF YOU'RE DEPRESSED, IT'S BECAUSE YOU ARE CARNALLY MINDED. YOU AREN'T THINKING ABOUT THE SPIRITUAL THINGS. Or YOU COULD BE SPIRITUALLY MINDED. YOU COULD BE THINKING IN THE DEMONIC SPIRITUAL REALM, BUT IF YOU AREN'T THINKING ACCORDING TO THE WORD OF GOD, AGAIN, JOHN 6, 63, THE SCRIPTURE SAYS, IT'S THE SPIRIT THAT QUICKENS, THE FLESH PROFITETH NOTHING. THE WORDS THAT I SPEAK UNTO YOU, THEY ARE SPIRIT AND THEY ARE LIFE. IF YOU ARE SPIRITUALLY MINDED, YOU ARE WORD-MINDED. IF YOU WERE LOOKING AT THINGS FROM THE WORD OF GOD, THEN I GUARANTEE YOU, YOU WOULD NOT BE DEPRESSED. IF YOU WERE DEPRESSED, IT'S BECAUSE YOU WERE LOOKING AT DEPRESSING THINGS, AND THERE ARE PLENTY OF DEPRESSING THINGS. WE LIVE IN A FALLEN WORLD. AT THE BEST STATE, NOTHING GOOD LASTS. IT SEEMS LIKE THERE'S EVIL OUT THERE. AND, and IF YOU WERE TO JUST uh, LOOK AT THINGS ONLY FROM THE FLESH, ONLY FROM THE NATURAL REALM, SOMETHING WOULD BE WRONG WITH YOU IF YOU WEREN'T DEPRESSED. BUT IF YOU LOOK AT THINGS THROUGH THE WORD OF GOD WITH THE PROMISES, IF THE WORST THING HAPPENS TO YOU, THE WORST THING THAT COULD HAPPEN IS THAT YOU DIE AND YOU GO TO LIVE FOREVER WITH JESUS IN HEAVEN. YOU'RE GOING TO HAVE A MANSION ON STREETS THAT ARE PAVED WITH GOLD. IF YOU COULD LOOK AT THINGS, SEE, FROM GOD'S STANDPOINT, THERE'S NOTHING TO BE DEPRESSED ABOUT. EVEN IF YOU'RE FIGHTING FOR YOUR LIFE OVER SOME PHYSICAL THING, THE WORST THING THAT COULD HAPPEN IS YOU GO AND LIVE IN A MANSION WITH JESUS AND ALL OF YOUR LOVED ONES FOR ETERNITY. THAT'S NOT BAD. SEE, THAT'S BEING SPIRITUALLY MINDED. THAT'S BEING WORD OF GOD MINDED. BUT IF YOU'RE ONLY LOOKING AT THINGS IN THE NATURAL REALM, I SAW A BUMPER STICKER ONE TIME THAT SAYS, IF YOU AREN'T DEPRESSED, YOU AREN'T PAYING ATTENTION. AND DID YOU KNOW, IF YOU ARE ONLY NATURAL, IF YOU'RE ONLY OF THE FLESH, IF YOU'RE ONLY CARNAL, THAT IS AN ABSOLUTE TRUE STATEMENT. 
BUT WHEN YOU FACTOR INTO IT THE SPIRITUAL THINGS, MAN, THERE IS NO REASON TO BE DISCOURAGED. JESUS EVEN TALKED ABOUT THIS IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 24 AND SAYS WHEN YOU SEE WARS AND RUMORS OF WARS AND EARTHQUAKES AND ALL KINDS OF NATURAL DISASTERS, IT SAYS, LIFT UP YOUR EYES, FOR YOUR REDEMPTION DRAWS NIGH. AND IF YOU COULD LOOK AT THINGS FROM THAT PERSPECTIVE, WHAT JESUS SAID, THEN EVEN WHEN YOU SEE THESE NATURAL DISASTERS, THIS MEANS THAT, MAN, THE TIME OF JESUS' SECOND COMING IS GETTING CLOSE. WE'RE GETTING CLOSE. AND YOU COULD ACTUALLY BE EXCITED INSTEAD OF DEPRESSED AND DISCOURAGED. TO BE CARNALLY MINDED IS DEATH. IT DOESN'T JUST TEND TOWARDS DEATH. IT'S NOT A LEADING CAUSE OF DEATH. IT IS DEATH. TO LOOK AT THINGS ONLY FROM THE NATURAL REALM, TO DEAL WITH YOUR PROBLEMS ONLY WITH YOUR HUMAN ABILITY AND NATURAL MIND AND THOUGHT IS DEATH. AND AGAIN, NOT JUST PHYSICAL DEATH. YES, IT LEADS TO THAT, BUT IT IS DISCOURAGEMENT. IT'LL STRESS YOU OUT. YOU'LL BE WORRIED. YOU WON'T BE ABLE TO SLEEP AT NIGHT. YOU KNOW, I THINK I MENTIONED THIS AT THE BEGINNING OF MY TEACHING ON SPIRIT, SOUL, AND BODY. BUT ONE OF THE THINGS THAT HAS BEEN A REAL BLESSING IN MY LIFE, AND MOST PEOPLE DON'T LOOK AT THINGS THIS WAY, BUT IT'S THE FACT THAT I AM NOT A TEN-TALENT GUY. I DON'T HAVE GREAT ABILITIES. I'VE GOT FRIENDS. I'VE GOT THIS ONE GUY I'M THINKING OF RIGHT NOW THAT THE GUY IS A SUPER BUSINESSMAN, A MULTIMILLIONAIRE. HE'S GOT ALL OF THIS WISDOM. HE'S A PILOT. HE CAN SING. HE'S LED PRAISE AND WORSHIP. HE'S PASTORED CHURCHES. HE IS, uh, HE CAN DO, I MEAN, EVERYTHING. HE CAN PLAY MUSICAL INSTRUMENTS. I MEAN, THE GUY IS A TEN-TALENT GUY. BUT YOU KNOW, THE WEAKNESS OF THAT IS THAT BECAUSE HE IS SO TALENTED, HE TENDS TO RELY UPON HIMSELF. AND WE WERE TALKING ABOUT THIS JUST YESTERDAY, AND I'M NOT SAYING ANYTHING ABOUT HIM THAT HE HADN'T SAID ABOUT HIMSELF. IT'S HARD SOMETIMES WHEN YOU ARE SO TALENTED THAT YOU GET TO DEPENDING UPON YOURSELF. YOU KNOW WHAT THAT IS? THAT'S THE FLESH. AND THOSE THAT ARE IN THE FLESH CANNOT PLEASE GOD. ONE OF THE BENEFITS THAT I HAVE IS I DON'T HAVE GREAT TALENTS AND ABILITIES. I'M NOT A SINGER. I'M NOT CHARISMATIC. I DON'T HAVE ALL OF THESE THINGS. AND IT MAKES ME DEPEND UPON GOD. THE LORD CALLED ME TO PREACH, AND I WAS AN INTROVERT AND COULDN'T LOOK AT A PERSON IN THE FACE. I JUST... TO DO WHAT I'M DOING RIGHT NOW, AND WE SPEAK POTENTIALLY, WE HAVE THE POTENTIAL OF 3.2 BILLION PEOPLE THAT CAN WATCH MY PROGRAM RIGHT NOW. AND FOR ME TO DO THIS, THIS WOULD HAVE JUST KILLED ME. IT WOULD HAVE DESTROYED ME. GOD CALLED ME TO DO SOMETHING THAT WAS WAY, WAY, WAY BEYOND ME. AND TO BUILD THESE CAMPUSES, to, TO MINISTER TO PEOPLE, TO DO ALL OF THE THINGS, THAT GOD HAS LED ME TO DO, IT'S JUST WAY BEYOND ME. I DON'T EVEN HAVE ANY FRAME OF REFERENCE FOR THIS. IF I WAS GOD, I WOULD NOT HAVE CHOSEN ME. BUT DID YOU KNOW THE GOOD PART ABOUT THAT IS? THAT IT MAKES ME GET OUT OF MY FLESH, OUT OF MY NATURAL ABILITY. I HAVE TO DEPEND UPON GOD. I HAVE TO BE GOD-DEPENDENT. AND SOME PEOPLE do LOOK AT THAT AS, WELL, that's a, THAT'S A TERRIBLE THING. NO, IT'S A GODLY THING BECAUSE GOD, TO REPRESENT GOD, TO MINISTER THE WORD OF GOD IS FAR BEYOND ANY PERSON'S ABILITY. I DON'T CARE IF YOU'RE A 10-TALENT, A 20-TALENT PERSON. I DON'T CARE IF YOU ARE THE MOST BEAUTIFUL PERSON. YOU GOT THE BEST VOICE. YOU ARE THE SLICKEST SPEAKER. IF EVERYTHING IS PERFECT ABOUT YOU, YOU STILL ARE A POOR REPRESENTATION FOR GOD. GOD IS JUST GREATER THAN ANY ONE OF US COULD EVER MANIFEST. AND SO GOD SAID THAT I HAVE CHOSEN THE WEAK THINGS OF THE WORLD. 
BASE THINGS OF THE WORLD, THINGS THAT ARE DESPISED, THINGS THAT ARE NOT, TO BRING TO, to NOT THINGS THAT ARE. AND THE REASON HE DID THIS, IT SAYS OVER THERE IN 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 1, IS SO THAT NO FLESH WOULD GLORY IN HIS PRESENCE. GOD DELIGHTS IN TAKING WEAK, BASE, DESPISED THINGS LIKE ME AND USING, USING ME, BECAUSE WHEN GOD USES ME, WHEN I SEE PEOPLE RAISED FROM THE DEAD, WHEN I SEE LIVES CHANGED, THE GLORY DOESN'T GO TO ME. PEOPLE SAY, MAN, IT CAN'T BE THAT PERSON. THIS WAS GOD SPEAKING THROUGH HIM. AND PAUL SAID THIS. HE SAYS, WHEN I'M WEAK, THEN AM I STRONG. WHEN HE WAS WEAK IN HIMSELF, OR ANOTHER WAY OF SAYING THAT IS, IS WHEN HE'S OUT OF THE FLESH, WHEN HE'S DENIED THE FLESH, TURNED FROM THE FLESH, AND INSTEAD HE'S MINISTERING OUT OF HIS SPIRIT WHAT GOD HAS MADE. THAT'S WHAT MAKES HIM STRONG. AND SAD TO SAY, I, IN A SENSE, PITY PEOPLE THAT HAVE ALL OF THESE TALENTS AND ALL OF THESE ABILITIES BECAUSE IT IS SO EASY FOR THEM TO TRUST IN THEMSELVES. WE JUST RECENTLY HAD A MAN WHO WAS ON STAFF WITH ME AND ONE OF THE MOST TALENTED PEOPLE I'VE EVER KNOWN, AND HE DID SOMETHING REALLY WRONG THAT COST HIM HIS JOB HERE, AND WE'RE IN THE PROCESS OF TRYING TO RESTORE HIM, AND PRAISE GOD, I PRAY THAT ALL WORKS OUT AND HOPE HE COMES BACK. HE'S A WONDERFUL GUY, A FRIEND OF MINE. BUT WHEN WE CONFRONTED HIM ON SOME OF THIS STUFF, THIS WAS THE VERY ISSUE WITH HIM. HE IS SO TALENTED THAT HE DOESN'T HAVE TO BE GOD-DEPENDENT. HE THOUGHT HE COULD JUST DO THINGS ON HIS OWN, AND HE GOT IN THE FLESH. AND IT DOESN'T MATTER IF YOUR FLESH IS BETTER THAN MY FLESH. YOU COULD HAVE USDA CHOICE FLESH, AND IT'S STILL FLESH. FOR THOSE OF YOU OUTSIDE OF THE UNITED STATES, THAT'S A STANDARD OR A RATING THAT THEY PUT ON MEAT HERE, AND IF IT'S USDA CHOICE FLESH, THAT MEANS IT IS THE BEST MEAT THAT YOU CAN BUY. BUT YOU COULD HAVE USDA CHOICE FLESH, BUT IF YOU ARE IN THE FLESH, YOU CANNOT PLEASE GOD. SO TO BE CARNALLY MINDED IS DEATH, OR TO BE FLESHLY MINDED, OR TO TRUST IN YOURSELF IS DEATH. AND IT IS AMAZING TO ME HOW PEOPLE CANNOT LEARN THIS. THEY WAIT UNTIL THEY HAVE DONE EVERYTHING ON THEIR OWN, AND THEN AFTER THEY CRASH AND BURN, THEY COME TO THE END OF THEMSELVES AND SAY, OH, GOD, HELP ME. AND THAT'S WHERE YOU EXPERIENCE THE POWER OF GOD. IF YOU COULD RECEIVE WHAT I'M SAYING, IF YOU COULD UNDERSTAND THE THINGS THAT I'M TRYING TO COMMUNICATE WITH YOU, YOU DON'T HAVE TO WAIT UNTIL YOU CRASH AND BURN AND MAKE A MESS OUT OF YOUR LIFE AND EVERYBODY ELSE'S LIFE BEFORE YOU LEARN THIS. IF YOU ARE IN THE FLESH, YOU CANNOT PLEASE GOD. IT GOES ON TO SAY THAT IN VERSE 8, SO THEN THEY THAT ARE IN THE FLESH CANNOT PLEASE GOD. YOU CANNOT RELEASE THE POWER OF GOD IF YOU ARE DOING IT IN YOUR OWN SELF. THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT HONESTLY, THEY JUST FEEL LIKE THEY ARE AWESOME. THEY FEEL LIKE, GOD, NO WONDER YOU CHOSE ME. I CAN SEE THE WISDOM OF IT. MAN, I AM THE PERFECT PERSON. I'M AWESOME. GOD, YOU JUST DRAW THE PEOPLE HERE. YOU OPEN UP THE DOOR. I CAN TAKE IT FROM HERE. YOU ARE IN THE FLESH, AND that IT'S GOING TO END IN DISASTER. YOU NEED TO BECOME DEPENDENT UPON GOD, EVEN IF YOU FEEL LIKE YOU'VE GOT GREAT TALENTS AND ABILITIES. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a quick glance at how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is changing the world in so many different ways. Your support is producing a harvest in countless lives through Andrew's television program, which has the potential to reach 3.2 billion people around the globe. Your partnership also enables us to provide free materials and prayer through our call center and at Andrew's worldwide events. And finally, because of your support, students at Karis Bible College are being equipped to take the message of God's love and grace deeper and farther than ever before. 
And this harvest we are seeing today is a direct result of what you, our partners, have sown into Andrew Womack Ministries. If you want to be a part in sowing seeds of God's Word around the world, visit awmi.net and sign up to become a Grace Partner today. I had been looking for the more in my life and someone had given me a teaching tape of Andrew's and um, had shared another church with me who is also a Karis Bible College uh, affiliate up in Fort Collins. Um, so I began to listen to Andrew's tapes and seeing that Andrew had the more, was teaching the more that Jesus said we would be doing the greater, raising the dead, healing the sick, opening blind eyes. So I began to listen to Andrew's tapes and then I was diagnosed with cancer. So I got every tape that I could and it was just feeding my belief and starving my unbelief with the Word of God, with Andrew's teachings. I emailed Andrew. He prayed for me just a simple prayer, um, commanding the cancer to leave my body. I went in for the surgery. Um, I was probably about a week and a half, two weeks later. Uh, the doctors called me the very next day, which is unusual, and said, Connie, we don't know what happened. All the cancer was gone. Um, of course, my husband and I rejoiced, and I said, I know what happened. <laughs> cancer was the big sickness that came upon me, but not bigger than a cold for me anymore. To watch the rest of Connie Weiskopf's story, as well as many more inspiring healing journeys, visit our website at awmi.net. Andrew's complete teaching titled Spirit, Soul, and Body is available in a CD as seen on TV DVD or in a live DVD album, as well as a book, audiobook, or study guide. Also available is the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This unique DVD illustrates the main points of the entire teaching in a few short minutes. This exciting tool makes it easy to introduce Andrew's foundational teaching to anyone, even a child. Andrew himself has been amazed at how quickly and clearly this teaching can be brought to life through animation. I would really like to encourage you to get this material, this book on spirit, soul, and body. This is the truth that the Lord used that just totally changed my life. And we not only have it in book form, but we have a study guide where this is the same material reformatted so you can teach a Bible study and disciple other people. I tell you, this is something that it takes a while for it to soak in. This would be great. And then we have a uh, DVD that one of my partners in Germany made and he illustrated this with little cartoon graphics. I tell you, this is great. It's not only good for children, it just helps anybody to visually get hold of this. Then we have CDs and we have DVDs. We have a DVD that was taken live from one of my meetings. We have a DVD that was taken from television. We have CDs that were taken from one of my teachings on this. And then something the first time we've ever offered this that I remember is Jamie reading my Spirit, Soul, and Body book. You can get these products in the Spirit, Soul, and Body package. This package includes the CD or DVD album, the book, audiobook, study guide, as well as the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This package has a catalog value of $110, but you can get it today for only $79. 
The Spirit, Soul, and Body book is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. 